Hello and welcome to Off Track, the podcast talking sport performance, athlete lifestyle and navigating your 20s. I'm Bron. And I'm Leah. And on this episode, we're talking about life in lockdown. How have you actually coped with the past year and what it's brought? So I think it's been difficult, hasn't it? But there's been peaks and troughs. So I think the lack of structure and direction for myself in the in the beginning was tough because I lost my job for a few months. So you were left with too much time on your hands. Yeah. Nothing I feel like to I do. Was like, I went through a little phase of, I mean, not that this is that bad, but usually I'd be getting up at half six or whatever for swimming. I was getting up at like 10 every day, going to bed at one in the morning. I was seeing memes of people being like, my body clock's changed, like going to bed at six or something. Yeah. Like everyone just for some reason became almost nocturnal. Yeah, I think as well, like with a lack of goals, like even for the day, the week, the year, athlete or in personal life, just the fact that there was nothing to look forward to. Yeah, um, I'm like, it's difficult. I feel like I'm one of those people that I need things to be achieving every day, even if it's just like, I know this sounds so stupid, but like I make to-do lists all the time and I'll like I'll even put like nap on my to-do list and that's like I'll tick it off as if I'm actually like I've achieved something that day but I'm just like that was nap or like clothes wash or something like that as if it was like something important but I just yeah there was like nothing on the list to be ticking off and it's just yeah you can't really structure your day around that you just kind of sat there waiting for the next day but I think that's where it's gone round in a full circle certainly for me but I think chats we've had for you as well in that at the start, you were like, I've got nothing to achieve. I've got nothing to do. But then it really made you think, oh, well, putting stuff like naps and clothes wash <laughs> on your list or little things to do in the day that can be ticked off. And like, we all know what a tick on the to-do list feels yeah, like. Sometimes, like it's good. yeah, sometimes I actually, <laughs> I like, I have stuff on my to-do list. And if there's something that's like not on there, but that I've done, I'll write it on and tick it straight away just to make myself feel better. Yeah, I think it's so important to have little things like that, isn't it? To keep you going when there's not like the big goals that you usually have in your life and, you know, how busy it usually is. So that was tough at first. Um, And obviously the change of not seeing friends, not seeing anyone really, that was tough to get your head around. But I think everyone's had to adapt um, to a new way of living. I think that was one of the, not positives, because you don't want everyone to be going through this, but it kind of made it easier being like, we're all going through the same thing. But yeah, like not seeing friends, that was hard because I spent the first lockdown with my family, which was good, but I see my friends all the time usually. And it was just like, I didn't see them for three months. And even now, like not being able to go around people's houses for tea and things like that, it's just, it seems like it's not that big of a deal. It's like, it's not the war, but it's when you know they're down the road. So it's just yeah. like... Well, actually, I was going to say, I feel like in the war, <laughs> it wasn't even there. From, so from that time that you experienced in the war, was it, Bron? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm now I'm going to sound like I'm making this seem worse than the war. I don't, I don't think it's worse than the war. But I just mean like, you know, they're right there. And you're like, I could just go to the house and like have tea like we always do. But I don't know. So that's a bit tricky. But you can still meet for walks, that kind of thing, which is annoying. And it's in the freezing cold and I'm like coming back like a drowned rat most of the time. But yeah, those days when you would fit in like five walks with people. Yeah. And you'd walked miles it's and miles like and miles. Absolutely knackered. Yeah. I'm not getting paid for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it makes sure we kept those steps up, didn't it? But yeah, no, it was it was tricky, obviously, personally for us in our own different ways. 
employment wise as well you know if you'd lost your job if you're on furlough it was like it made you overthink of do I want to do this am I going to get my job back and made redundant it brought all kind of stresses to our lives that we hadn't really yeah like, thought of you before. don't usually have the time to be you maybe have like kind of subconscious stresses in your life but I think most of the time I don't I don't think I get that stressed over little things anyway. And then usually, even if I did, I'd be so busy. It'd just be at the back of my mind anyway. So just having all that time, they're all you've got to think about and you've got no distractions. Yeah. All those things. You're like, why am I worrying about stuff that I've never worried about before? Yeah. I know the overthinking was at an (laughs) all-time high. I think we both know that, don't we? But yeah, it's just worrying about things that you would never worry about if you just had your normal life to fill your time with. Yeah. And all of a sudden they became this big Yeah, and then I turned thing. into like, I tried to give myself like therapy being like, well, um, there's a reason that these <laughs> that these like worries have come out because clearly I was just suppressing them yeah. <laughs> whilst I was busy. So obviously I have to deal with them that, which I do think is kind of true. But at the same time, I was probably doing like, well, extra, like everyone was doing the same thing. And because you weren't speaking to that many people or weren't seeing them, you felt like, oh, is it only me going through this? Yeah, that's Because what, all you see is people yeah. making the best of it, making banana bread, you know? All you see is people Those making people. banana bread. And I'm just like the classic person as well. I feel like I've changed my outlook this year, but at the start of this year, I've just been like, oh, I'm just not one of those together people. And I've always measured togetherness, been on like, who bakes sourdough or like (laughs) or I'm trying to think of like another example but you know those kind of things like those kind of people which obviously like if you do that good for you great but that just does not interest me I cannot be out of that I'll buy my own sourdough thanks I mean some people like as soon as lockdown's starting were making their own businesses super on it whereas you and me were like overthinking what we did back in 2015 I was like I'm gonna be that together person yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like going on runs, yeah, remembering from like three years ago or something, and been, oh my god, cringe. Yeah, and I was just like, and I do that all the time anyway. It's so annoying. I'll just be like driving somewhere and just shout cringe, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's just so annoying because then you see those people on social media and it just looks like they've got their shit together, and I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna try something, and then I like try and make something for tea and it's like raw and I'm just like like, I'm such a failure I know but they they always say like it seems a certain way on social media but it really isn't always that way is it and that's what you've got to try and keep in your mind because for a moment you're going to think you know you're going to compare yourself comparison is so rife in this day and age and I feel like 2020 (laughs) comparison is at it's like a new level a new level but yeah that's true it's all about just surrounding yourself with people who know you and getting reassurance it is okay like you don't have to be starting your own business you don't have to bake yeah. a thousand things and a day and I do like, think once you know that as well that like people and like I'm not saying everyone is lying on social media but you're comparing to yourself to people that don't exist most yeah. of the time which I, I guess we all kind of knew before anyway yeah but it's just more you get carried away with stuff because um, that's I all think, you're spending a lot of the day on social media weren't you at the start as well with the news yeah and I never usually do like usually I'm quite good I don't spend that much time on social media because I'm like it just makes me feel a bit groggy yeah I'll go on to like reply to a message or whatever post a story but I'm not someone who just scrolls whereas like in the first lockdown I was I was just like because there was nothing else to do 
And um, the memes, there were some good memes. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the, the thing. Start. Yeah, because like you were sending me so many memes that so I had to follow like all the <laughs> meme accounts. Like, what was it? North Witch and like memes are and all that kind of stuff that I've yeah. never even followed before. And then I was just getting like DMs from you of just accounts I didn't follow. So I had to follow them all, then mute them all because I was like, <laughs> they, they just like take up my whole feed. Yeah. But then I was like, I need to follow them because I need to be able to reply to you. I was heavy on memes. <laughs> so funny. And that, do you remember that voice note that went round about like deploying the army? And yeah. The, was it something to do with lasagna, lasagna or something? Yeah. Oh my gosh, howling. That was no, so good. No, I enjoyed, see, I enjoyed that at the start, but then like that, I feel like everyone went into hysteria like the first week or so. Yeah. Then that lasts for like a month and you're just like, I can't sustain this. I was like, my heart rate is like so fast. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Because at, like you said, at the start going into lockdown, it was like, it was this change and I feel like with change comes hysteria, doesn't it? Like even if it's good change, bad change, everyone's like, oh, change. Yeah. And it's and you're like getting used to it, yeah. seeing what everyone thinks of it and stuff. And then after like a month or so, it's like, oh shit. <laughs> like this is the way we're gonna have to live. Yeah. And, and it's just exhausting. Like I yeah. I think I had like a week where I was like, I'm just exhausted from the amount I've just been like crying, laughing. But it was like crying, laughing out of stress. And I was like, Telling people stories. I remember my dad told me this story. He'll be really annoyed that I'm saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. It was like a poo story, basically. And, <laughs> and like, that's like my peak humour. I just found it so funny. And I was like, oh my God, this is hilarious. And I just told loads of people like on different group chats, just message straight away. Like, this is so I funny. I remember this one. <laughs> first of all, my dad was like, oh my God, like, why are you just telling people that? But it's the way he told it. I was just crying, laughing. And then I just got like no replies. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, it's so embarrassing. But I'll never do that now. Well, I mean, I do overshare yeah. still, but like I'd look at that and be like, okay, there's a certain crowd for this. Yeah. Like probably in person as well. I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> think about it a bit more. But I was so like hysterical that I just was doing that yeah. kind of stuff all the time. And then that would make it worse because then I'd go on another run and be cringing at my behaviour yeah. of like <laughs> the past day as well as the past year. And I was like, oh my God. You just felt so isolated. There's no kind of perspective on your behaviour or what you're saying or like, not you, sorry, just like <laughs> everyone, I imagine, just kind of locked in their own head and questioning everything they're saying and doing and feeling as well. But that you know, was just, yeah, that was just like one side of it. And then the other side was sport. We didn't have training partners. We didn't yeah. have races. That then causes a knock-on effect to funding, sponsorship. Yeah, like I couldn't access a pool. We couldn't both like access a gym, physio, that kind of stuff. So that was all part of it as well. Yeah, and I think we were in very different situations um, when we went into lockdown. Like you'd come off like a really big winter. You'd made massive strides and had quite a bit of success, hadn't you? And hoping for a, a really good summer, like you said, that would make the difference to maybe yeah. hopefully get some sponsorship. So there's that side of it, that kind of heartbreak for you. And there was also, I was coming back from a big injury I'd had surgery and stuff and not being able to have physio and gym was kind of did hinder me coming back but I was thankful for the extra time where you were hoping for a season yeah but I think we both kind of dealt with that so that was all right but I definitely think for other athletes as well like in different situations it might have affected their motivation confidence whether like overthinking whether they even want to be in the spot whatever so it was like a lot of people going through their different challenges with it yeah was there a specific time you found hard and like how did it impact you there was a stage early summer I wouldn't be able to pinpoint when it was but when I was just waking up 
every day with such a heavy chest. I think he even rang the doctor. I was like, <laughs> I need a test because I thought oh, I must have coronavirus and stuff. But it was just so much anxiety over nothing. Like I had nothing to do. There was nothing to like worry about at this point. Like no one I knew had been touched by coronavirus, but it was just like we said, the too much time to think and not seeing friends and, you know, interaction with friends being a bit weird over zoom or on facetime and yeah, stuff and like, like come off zoom and you'd be like oh my god why am i why can't i talk to yeah. my friend properly and you'd be like am i am i being weird like am i am i still friends with this person yeah. like it, we still got a I thing was, like, like sending people messages to catch up with someone like one not even catch up but just check in with someone once a week yeah and i was sending it and i was like do they even want a message from me am i just pestering them yeah it's just so hard to know because you're not seeing someone's physical reaction Definitely. And I think my trickiest time was when quite a lot of anxiety at one point, not specifically about anything, but just, you know, that's what made it so scary because I was having all these physical symptoms that I I didn't know I was worried about anything. But I think it was just the intensity of life changing and not being able to see friends and, you know, get things off your chest to them and holding everything kind of yeah. and worries about the future and when no it's one. like I feel like it's it kind of ticks away when it's like underlying stuff so yeah. you like hide it for a while and you just like battle on and then it just like bubbles under yeah kind of thing I don't even know if that makes sense no but, like, you're so right with the bubbling away it does yeah. that it builds 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 and then you suddenly have these physical symptoms before you even realize oh actually it's probably my mental health that's struggling a little bit yeah and so I definitely went through that at points but I'm sure many people will have as well yeah I was gonna say I there was a specific probably like two weeks in it was like May June time I think it was a combination of everything like like you just said and also it was like the last couple of weeks I spent at home before I was like that's it I'm leaving bachelors but yeah I think it was I was so claustrophobic from living at home and then I hadn't seen any of my friends in three months the only people I'd seen was my mum my dad my sister that lack and of I social just, contact shows doesn't it as well yeah I was like I was so weird compared to like I mean I am usually weird <laughs> but like so I felt like I was really introverted and yeah. anxious all the time and I was like next time I see people in person I'm not even going to be able to speak to them like the first time we met up like obviously it was fine we went on dog walk but like I in particular I feel like I was a mute no, <laughs> like I, I was going through the same you don't know like, what to say and it's so weird what that actually does to you I remember it was my dad's birthday at the end of May <laughs> I just feel like for some reason when I go home I revert back to being a child or something because I really value being independent and like but when I'm at home, I just, not that I'm treated like a child, but I'm just back in a child environment and I just go a bit, I was just stroppy, I think, sometimes. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, it's my dad's birthday. It was like the peak time for me yeah. to be just not enjoying myself. And I was just like, I'm such a bloody bar to be around. Not that I wasn't having paddies all the time or anything. I was just, like you said, waking up and feeling anxious, but for no reason. And then also, because I don't usually feel like that, it's quite rare that I would feel anxious over something. I like to think, usually I wake up and I am just in a good mood. So then when I do, I just get annoyed at myself because I'm like, this isn't me, what am I doing? Yeah, you question yourself. Yeah. You think it's, I think the main thing was the first thing you think is it's me, there's something wrong with me. And you don't think, oh, it might be possibly the circumstances that are making me feel like this. You think, oh, what's happened to me? Like, I remember, like, when I first started meeting up with people for walks, meeting friends and stuff, I was like, why am I not confident? Like, I I would usually have thought of myself as a confident person, can talk to most people and stuff, but I didn't know what to say. And I felt I was being awkward. And you immediately think, 
oh, what's happened to me? Something's happened to me. But it's the circumstances, you know, dictating the situation and having an impact on the way you feel. And it's not just that you've lost all your social skills. Yeah. But it's just, it knocks your confidence. That's because, what it feels like. Yeah. yeah. And then it actually, it takes so much longer to build back up as well. And I think it was like the second time we met up after the first lockdown, we had this chat about like overthinking and stuff. And the things I was saying to you, you were like, that's so irrational. Why are you overthinking that? And it's the same you to me. We had this long chat about something. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're overthinking so much. Like, it's ridiculous. You're just being irrational. But when it's you, like, it's really hard to identify that, which is why it probably was worse when you couldn't see your friends and have those conversations. Yeah, big time. But yeah, so overthinking was a big one. So sporting-wise, yeah. um, in terms of how that impacted not just us, but sport as a whole and for athletes in general, what do you think was the main things that people might have struggled with this year? Well, we kind of touched on it before a little bit with like knock-on effects to other things and like lack of access to things. I think some people like are purely motivated by like races and stuff, which is fine. That's just what motivates you. So maybe people might have struggled with their motivation, especially if they're not having structure to their training and having to get out and do their own training and stuff. They might have, yeah, struggled with that and then got more behind getting even more frustrated and like lacking in motivation. And like we were saying before we started this, facilities only being available to like certain people and it's hard because in some ways I'm like oh well if we're in a lockdown the facilities can't be available to everyone otherwise that's not a lockdown but then at the same time I know that if I couldn't access facilities that other people in my training group were then I'd be really annoyed about that. I feel like coronavirus has kind of heightened people's feelings in this way because it's put more pressure on this kind of elite athlete status so you can travel to training camps and you know you can have that pass to still carry on as you work because it's a job but I think with athletics as we talked about in the previous podcast you're very lucky to get sponsored or funded so that elite status only really caters for the very very top level and anyone who's like kind of just under that or wherever any athlete is below that kind of elite status yeah it's been a struggle for them it then kind of makes the gap bigger it's heightened now because of what's available but it's the same in like general life sometimes it feels like you're so close to making it to be like elite or funded or something like that and then you feel like the gap's been widened again because you're not accessing the same things as the people that are on funding I understand that it can't be available to everyone so it is hard but it's a really hard position right now for the people that aren't being able to access things when they know other people are yeah and it's like where is the line drawn there's going to be some athletes that do feel hard done by as well as you know it's good that the facilities are open to athletes and stuff but it's a tricky one isn't it and I know that that must knock people's confidence or make them feel unmotivated some people it will make them feel more motivated than ever so I think it's been difficult as well for say athletes who have got injured during lockdown and having no support because we know how like tough it is both experiencing quite a few injuries ourselves the main thing you want around you is your team your friends you know distractions so if you're injured and you have to take time off running go and put your time into other interests or you know go and enjoy yourself or travel do other little bits if you can't run but there's nothing to do so you know athletes who are sometimes like no physio and stuff like that as well so it's made things like injury even worse but then in the same way you could be like oh well at least I'm not missing out on races and stuff like that which obviously it's easy for me to say because I'm not injured touch wood but there's two sides to every coin isn't there but I think 
for some athletes, it's been a great time to, you know, I know some athletes who've been on furlough for months and had the opportunity to train as a full-time athlete. So it's been really good for some athletes. I think it will be a bit of a mixed bag, won't it? Going back to kind of the things we struggled with, do you think you've bounced back from feeling like anxious and stuff like that? And what do you feel like you've taken from 2020 as a whole? We're still in a lockdown now in 2021. So I know so much for the (laughs) see you later 2020. But at New Year, I was like, a day is not going to make a difference, guys. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So I think you're always going to have those times like you feel anxious, you wake up worrying and stuff because the world is different now. And who knows when it's going to be fully back to the way it was, if ever. So, you know, those feelings are always going to come back. But I think that you learn to adapt. That's what humans are best at doing and find ways to cope with these things, which in one way, it's good that we've had to kind of work that out for ourselves because it's useful tools, really. How if I feel like that, how do I cope with it initially? Like, who do I speak to? Who do I not speak to? And these things like might never have come up if we'd not had time. Like, I know it sounds stupid, but even things like overthinking and stuff like that, I like to think in future, I'd just be like, oh my God, I'm not doing this again. And just like sort it out straight away, which I think I've learned how to do that now. Whereas before, if this had never come up, I might not have just given myself a bit of a kick up the ass and be like, right, sort yourself out. So I think in that way, it's kind of, I feel like made us stronger is such a cringe thing to say. So I'm not going to say that. (laughs) We've learned a lot about ourselves in this time because we've had to, and we've learned how to deal with, you know, feelings that we might not have felt before this. And I definitely think like I feel so lucky because it, everything's relative and we've all had our different things this year and I've gained a lot of perspective. Definitely. And also just feeling lucky to have your family and feeling lucky to have health. And it's appreciating the little things because life's slowed down and you've had time to overthink some bad things, but also think deeply about how lucky you are maybe in your own situation. And you might not have felt like that before coronavirus. So there are some things to definitely take from it and things like just controlling the controllables and things like that and learning how to just be I feel like we're allowed to struggle I'm not saying like you're not tough if you are struggling with something because like we all do but I like to think in the future I'll be like right I can get a grip over this and just not worry about this yeah I think change has been difficult for everyone but you get used to change in the end and you adapt and yeah hopefully we will have a better 2021 Yeah, exactly. Well, we're still in lockdown right now with no clear end, but what are you hoping for the rest of this year? I think I'd love to get back to a decent position like on the track, back training consistently and get some races in because I haven't raced for like probably nearly two years at that come summer. So I'd like to do that. I'd love to go on a training camp. At the moment, we've had our training camp cancelled that was booked, but that's understandable. But yeah, I just hope that we can all have a really good summer and there'll be some things to look forward to. If you have like little things that you keep looking forward to, there's going to be an end at some point and you just got to keep plowing on. Yeah. Talking on positives, do you want to give us your positive oh, yeah. for the week. Okay, so I don't know if this is an overshare or not, but I'm going with it anyway. And people that know me well will probably be like, okay, you talk about this all the time. It's kind of like a general positive anyway, but it has also helped me in lockdown. I tried to relate it to lockdown slightly. I feel like shower time <laughs> is my positive because I just have such a great time in the shower. I know it's something that you've <laughs> got to do anyway, but... I put my music on full blast. Whatever mood you're in, it will make you feel better. 
So you could just already be in a good mood and you put on like proper feel good songs and I have like a proper boogie and I spend way too long in there and my housemates probably get well annoyed with me because of the bills and stuff. But I just think, would you rather deal with me being in a worse mood, having not had my party shower <laughs> or would you pay slightly more for bills? <laughs> yeah, I think we'll have a happy bra. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And also, if you're in a bit of a fragile mood, you just put on some ballads and like sing your ballads. heart out. Yeah. <laughs> and like sing at the top of my voice. But I've got my music on full blast anyway, so hopefully they can't hear. But that's been something that's really got me through. Well, on the days I've not had structure, I've spent most of it in the shower anyway. <laughs> so that's been good. Getting crinkly fingers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sometimes I just, I've been in there so long, I just look at them as well. <laughs> I've spent even longer in there. I mean, it's not even that related to lockdown, but I did, I think during the time that I was just feeling sorry for myself at home and just wanting to have some change, singing those ballads in the shower, I just think I came out a new person every time. So that's my positive. What's your moan? You know, we love a cafe, don't we? We love to have an afternoon in a cafe. And oh just... yeah, we didn't even mention that, missing all the cafes and stuff. Yeah, it's where we really hit it off, isn't it? With our cafe oh, yeah. afternoons. I love my coffee, as everyone <laughs> knows. So weird then. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Churchill. And you love your Yorkshire tea or your green tea. My Yorkshire tea with yeah. oat milk. A bit of a cake A sometimes. bit of a cake too. So really missing that. But the best we've got is a takeaway cafe at the moment, isn't it? So trying to embrace that. My moan this week is about a cafe that cannot be named. It's a local cafe. Through lockdown, getting a takeaway from cafes has been you know the highlight of the week possibly the month so getting the takeaway is you know the best we've got at the moment anyway this certain cafe has got my order wrong five times in a row <laughs> and been... i have like reports every single time yeah it infuriates me because you know the first couple of times i went back and i felt a bit bad but i was like you know they got they put normal milk in my coffee and i like oat milk i'm not dairy intolerant or anything i i can have dairy but i just like the oat milk but if i was dairy intolerant there would have been a problem there. And, you know, <laughs> I would. thought they they need to know about this. So I went back and said, oh, got this wrong. I thought oh, they must just be so busy. It was really, really busy. Everyone was loving it, trying to get takeaways and stuff. But then I, I sent my partner there as well. And he... Um, <laughs> Your partner? <laughs> so formal. Yeah. My boyfriend. Yeah. Um, and like I, I said, oh, can you pick up a certain bread? For instance, I won't say the exact breads. I said, you know, could pick up a white bloomer get home open the packet it's a multi-grain sourdough <laughs> and I'm thinking so this is the third time they've got it wrong and I said look I said so I'll go next getting time getting your bread from there as well, well I'm an Aldi gal Saturday lunchtime treat yourself <laughs> don't you but yeah they you know it couldn't be clearer they look different as well and so I went the next time round same thing you don't open your bag as soon as you see it you know you're just polite you go back home different cake to to what I'd asked for it <laughs> I just get very frustrated. I feel like you need to listen. These people don't write the orders down. Got to write the order down, and maybe they're under a high amount of stress. I do, I do understand well. that. I do understand <laughs> that everyone's going through their own stuff. I sound like a hypocrite after what we've just said, but yeah, takeaway places getting the orders wrong. I just feel like they need to take up the time, game. Write it down. Up your game. Yeah. Keep the customers. You know. Yeah. Don't be cocky. Write it down. Yeah. So that's my moan of the week. But I would say it's been. A fairly positive podcast considering the situation we've all been in this year. Hope everyone's good. Yeah. And um, that's it for today. Hope you all enjoyed. Remember to follow at off track double underscore pod for more updates. And we'll be back soon with another episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.